Hey, welcome to Creative Block. We're your host, Nick. And Fernando. We interview people in creative industries about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We asked people on Twitter if they had any specific topics they wanted us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. Today with us, we have V. Hey! <laughs> I, thought, I thought you guys were going to say we have us. Yeah, I thought that's what we were doing. Oh, damn it. Should we start over? Let's... Nah, okay. it's, that's great. I, okay. You guys are, are amazing hosts of yourselves. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for coming on this show. Yeah. This is going to be so much fun. Of yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just uh, going to introduce you guys real fast, and then uh, we can go a little bit into your lives. Um, Nick, I've met you on Bye Bye Bunny, the mm -hmm. show, the movie that we're both storyboarding on right now at WB. Yep. The movie that is... Uh, being shopped around, uh -huh. officially announced as shopped May around. or may not uh, be <laughs> created, but you know. That's um, anim that's animation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, Fernando, I we actually have met through mutual acquaintances, but we, we haven't actually worked together. I just know that you've worked with Nick on Cuphead, and you have currently a short that you're making at Cartoon Network. Yep, I'm working. Um, on a short called Buttons Game Zone for the uh, Cartoon Cartoons Shorts program over at Cartoon Network Studios. So, um, yeah. Awesome! Protagonist here on the Jamboard, if you're tuning in from iTunes or um, Spotify, make sure to check the YouTube video. Uh, but let's kind of like, let's kind of go to you guys' origin story. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> origin story. Did you always know that you wanted to go into animation? Uh, Fernando, you wanna you wanna answer first? Sure. Um, well, ever since I was a little kid, I was always introduced. I was always like exposed to uh, specifically Disney stuff. Uh, Pinocchio was like one of my favorite movies as a kid. My parents talk about it all the time, and. I remember it. You know, it's some of my earliest memories was watching Pinocchio and uh, Bugs Life specifically, uh, <laughs> Pixar film. <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? Uh, it's great. I love that these are like I I haven't heard those as influences yet. Pinocchio I, and Bugs Life. I love it. <laughs> they're kind of weird, uh, but yeah, no, I, I you know I watched a lot of that stuff. Um, uh, there's like these VHSs uh called like the disney sing-along something that i used to watch all the time that's kind of like how i was exposed to a lot of like you know animation stuff um uh and uh yeah so like uh my parents you know they uh always were very supportive of that they always like you know tried to expose me to that stuff um i didn't really know that i wanted to draw until I was really, like, 10 or something. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think I always had, like, I think I always wanted to be, oh, my God. My list of, like, always wanted to be when I grew up was, like, I wanted to be an artist of some kind or a comedian or... <laughs> Uh, I wanted to work at McDonald's because I like the food and I wanted the toys and uh, I also wanted to be like a scoutmaster or something, even though it doesn't really pay. 
<laughs> These are some interesting uh, aspirations, but I Why respect it. <laughs> yeah, well, when, I think. When did you give up on your dream of working at McDonald's? <laughs> I think uh, once they told me that it didn't pay very much, I think I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe, you know. And, it, you know, I, I think I also understood that that meant not drawing, you know, for the rest of my life, which is really what I wanted to do. Um, I think uh, when I was 10. I was like, oh, you know, I'd, I'd like to make comics or I'd like to, you know, have a TV show or something like a mm -hmm. cartoon. I was always into cartoons. I never really outgrew that. Um, everybody was watching Zoe 101 and I was still watching like, you know, like SpongeBob and Jimmy Neutron and stuff like that. So um, you don't like Zoe 101? No, I never <laughs> I haven't even seen the single episode. Mm. So. But I remember that was like the one show everybody was like, "Dude, you need to watch it," and I was like, "No, what? Thank you. <laughs> I know." <laughs> yeah, there's a I love that. Great it's romance, like, dude. I know. Dude. Uh, at that age, uh, my dad was very much like, "Oh, th this kid, he's gonna be an architect. I just know it, you know." But uh, I really hated math as a kid, uh, so you know, I think I think I hated school in general. Um, mm. so I used it, you know, drawing was kind of an escape of that. Um, even though I wasn't like a bad student, I was just, you know, I just wanted to draw all the time and that kind of like, you know, kind of clicked with me, uh, you know, at the end of elementary, I was like, oh yeah, you know, this is probably what I should be doing for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. Uh, should I just keep going or <laughs> should I let... <laughs> Nick have his piece. Well, I think you know what. Let's just kind of like take it to like the moment. So you, yeah, that's you realize in elementary school. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna like actively pursue animation. Yeah, and then you kind of went onto that path. Yeah. So like, uh, what about you, Nick? Were you kind of like, uh, did you always know it? Was it kind of like more of a late realization or? Um, know? I it's kind of similar to fernando i was pinocchio was also like my favorite movie as a little kid so uh that was super inspiring along with like other um like disney shorts like that mm. like the old silly symphonies and stuff i really liked as a little kid before i drew i was i, I mean that's what made me want to draw was watching the cartoons and then i don't know the first time i remember I probably drew before this, but the first memory I really have of drawing, I remember uh, trying to draw the Big Bad Wolf from the uh, from the old Disney short. Um, and yeah, I, I just really liked cartoons. I liked fictional worlds and, you know, crazy characters and places. And so, yeah, when I was a little kid, I was drawing a lot and I got a lot of like support from my family and uh you know my teachers and stuff for the most part like saw that i was you know had an interest in drawing and i was lucky to have people that like you know uh told me i should keep going and and yeah, yeah so then i i guess i always kind of knew that 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 like animation was a career path and mm. um my parents would tell me like about you know how cartoons were made and stuff so yeah, and then, like, Spongebob came out, and that is where I think I really, like, developed a lot of, like, the sensibilities 
that I have today, and I was just so obsessed with SpongeBob. I know Fernando was too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I should also say that's a big. That was like when I started to take art seriously. It was yeah. when I was trying to emulate SpongeBob. I was seeing all these kids drawing SpongeBob. Have you ever seen that? Like when a kid draws SpongeBob. Okay, I don't want to draw it. But... Okay, well I'll just draw it. They'll do this, and like they'll have like okay, here's SpongeBob's face, and then then they'll do this. Like, oh yeah, he has a million holes. He has holes, right? right? <laughs> he has holes. Oh, you're, you're missing like... a hole right here. There's a hole there. There's, a lot on his, there's some on his nose. So, yeah, yeah, no. And I was like, no, that's not what he looks like. What are you doing? He's got like five holes on his front tops, maybe. You know, know, my version of that was uh, was like his belt. Um, oh, yeah. I would draw... You know, he's got, like, the four, you can see those four, like, strips of belt. But oh, as a yeah, kid, yeah. I would do, like, um, I would do, like, this. I would oh, give no. him so many belt loops. And I'm like, that's right. I think that's right. Oh, my God. I would have hated that's you, you know as a kid. We, would have, we wouldn't have been friends as a kid. Yeah, you, you would know? not I would have, have been, approved. like, this loser. Not getting him right. And, you know, he got legs. <laughs> <laughs> no um but yeah so that stuff really inspired me and then i just i love drawing so i just did it all the time and got better and yeah yeah did you for for you guys did you attend art school or um oh yeah uh and where was it okay so i guess continuing with where i was going when I went to high school, I was pretty much the only person who wanted to, like, um, pursue the arts. You know, everybody else wanted to be um, a lawyer or a doctor or something, and I was the only one who was really like, I want to do art for a living, you know, um, in my whole class, you know. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, during an art, uh, like a college fair thing, I saw a booth for a school called Ringling College of Art and Design. Um, I'll, I, I think Megan and Carl painted a pretty good picture of what the school was, but just to summarize, uh, it's, it's a good school for a sp very specific kind of people. If you want to like animate, if you want to work in feature animate, like CG stuff, then, uh, Ringling is kind of perfect for you. Uh, it's the, I, I was part of the computer animation program, um, Oh, and so you've, I you've done 3D. So yeah, you, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's really funny because you, Megan, and Cara, like you have like a very cartoony style of drawing, which is like very different from what you would imagine from people who study CG animation. Yeah, I think a lot of people over there they always wanted to, you know, and you wouldn't expect this, but um, I think people who went into Ringling, they always wanted to, it seems like they always wanted to break the mold when they came in, like, mm. you know, uh, like, I think freshman year, usually people are, like, pretty, like, um, pretty standard, like, oh, yeah, I want to do what, like, DreamWorks does, or what Disney Feature does, you know, that kind of thing, but then, like, mm. once they hit junior year, which is when you do your thesis, like, pre-production, which is, like, storyboards and designs and stuff, people are always, like, okay, I'm gonna, like, try to break the mold I, I know how to animate now so 
we should I, I, I want to try to break the mold with this one and, and try to make something weird and unusual and then like that's when like the teachers kind of like stomp on that and go no you you know this doesn't make any sense like they they get to dictate what your story is which is kind of mm-hmm. frustrating um you have to like kind of like really prove yourself to be able to break the mold which is kind of difficult um yeah i, I feel i felt like yeah it, it's a i think the school was kind of like pretty important to me for my growth as an artist uh but at the same time I felt like uh, I was being pushed the wrong way. I was being pushed to become a generalist, like a CG generalist, yeah. instead mm-hmm. of a storyboard artist. Um, I my thesis, even though it's like pretty much like you know, it's like a, I I tried to make something really cartoony and really different, and I tried to be kind of like um, <clears throat> tried to make like something that should have been in two D but is in 3d actually instead. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I got to do it. I, I was, I think I was successful, you know, uh, it's great. Just, it's great. Oh, thank you. Uh, I mean, like, I think I was successful, like in the way that like, at, for someone who h- hated working in CG, I think I was, I, I turned out pretty good for what I wanted it to be. So I'm still kind of proud of it. Um, and it still gets shown on some short film festivals over there. Really? Yeah. What's the, what's the name of your short film? Oh, it's called Log Boy. Log Boy. Log Boy? Yeah. It actually was supposed to be the main character. So Log Boy is about like this little wooden character. He's like a little log. Uh, or it's like this, it's this, uh, woodsman who like is chopping wood he loves to chop wood with his like beloved axe and then like a log comes to life and teases him and uh drives him nuts or whatever uh it's got a million views <laughs> yeah. yeah on youtube yeah uh, yeah it's that's kind of crazy nuts. Um, <laughs> no uh but originally that character was supposed to be pinocchio but they were like i think the teachers were too hung up on like well, he has to tell a lie. His nose has to grow. That's all Pinocchio is about. And it's like, well, no, I want it to be kind of like, you know, I don't know. I, I want it to be like Pinocchio and he's like constantly in danger, but he doesn't realize it. And they were like, mm-hmm. we like the idea, but we don't like that it's Pinocchio. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> it's just Log Boy that it's like a different character. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I, I like, I like, I think I had a better experience at Ringling than most people do. Um, uh, I had made a lot of friends, a lot of connections. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it for people who didn't want to do CG. Uh, I think it's kind of like, um, yeah, it's kind of like when I, when I left the school, even though I had a lot of friends who were going to be storyboard artists, and they were like, Fernando, you should apply to this and do this and apply to that. Like, I think you could do, you could do a really good job. And like, even though I had a lot of like support around me, I think, um, ultimately my takeaway after leaving the school was like, uh, I shouldn't be a storyboard artist. It seems too hard. And, um, there's not a lot of jobs in it. So do you, um, was it, 
how did you come to this conclusion? Was it that the teachers were, was, was that the people around you who told you that it was too hard or was it just cause you thought, um, cause I, it's an interesting point of view because I feel like storyboards are hard, yeah. but, and there's a lot of people nowadays who want to do boards. And I do feel like, I think it's, it's a great career to pursue. I love doing storyboards. Yeah. And at the same time, you're a board artist now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that just kind of goes to show how much of a soul-sucking situation it was. Because like, like, I was make, making this short film where it was all CG and only a part of it was storyboarding. So it was kind of hard to you know, get to that. Um, I, I think... So I think what really... Like the straw that broke the camel's back was seeing everybody get like you know internships and i was getting like job like i was getting like interviews with like people like illumination and you know other places and they were like oh uh this is good but where's your portfolio and i was like oh i don't have a portfolio and um yeah i, I tried to apply to places like i tried to apply to like nickelodeon and i tried to apply to like um I'm trying to think. I, no, I, I applied to Nickelodeon twice and, and, you know, nothing came of it. So I was like, okay, uh, I think I should put, probably put this on pause and just kind of, um, you know, I, I was kind of like, uh, I, I, I thought I, I should just become a generalist and then do like storyboarding as a hobby, which is like a terrible idea because storyboarding <laughs> is so difficult. I mean, maybe there's people out there who would want to do it that way and that's totally cool. Um, but I was like, I just thought I, I need to make money. Uh, Ringling's, Ringling kind of puts that in your mind. Like if you want to be successful, successful, you have to make money no matter what. If you have a, you know, entertainment, a job in entertainment, that's great, but you know if it as long as you make money that's really what it was so i kind of was poisoned with that thought minds that mindset you know mm -hmm. um and so i i was lucky enough that my friend alexis was moving to la and she was like hey i need a roommate uh do you want to come with me and i was like yeah sure i'm not getting that many job offers in puerto rico uh so yeah i'll go with you so I, I moved to L.A. without a job, which is kind of dangerous. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it's a, I, I moved and um, I got a job as a, as a generalist, you know, at this company that I won't name because I didn't like it very much. Um, and while I was there, I went to a different school. Uh, so, like... I heard I had heard about like Concept Design Academy, which is oh, like oh yeah, mm -hmm. I was it had been recommended to me by people that went to my school. Like hey, I went to the school and it really taught me a lot about like storyboarding and stuff. And I was like, you know, I'd like to go there someday. And uh, and then one day I I got an email like hey, we're opening up you know, uh, we're opening up like you know applications for like. Uh, t storyboarding for TV animation was the class that was open. And I was like, oh, it's that sounds like perfect for me. I'll do that as a hobby. You know, I'll do that as a hobby. 
Uh, well, I'm, I'm at work. I'll, you know, I, once I'm done at work, I'll go. It was a night class. So I was, you know, I would go to Pasadena after my job. Uh, oh, and, interesting. Uh, so you were like working while you were attending another school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was with uh, Ben Genuano. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was great. He was great. He taught me, he pretty much taught me like a million things that I didn't learn at Ringling because Ringling, the way that Ringling teaches uh, storyboarding is like, it's a means to an end. You shouldn't Mm -hmm. try to like, you know, uh, try to like make the boards fun or anything because at the end of the day, you won't see them. You won't see the boards or whatever. Uh, I see. And it's very limiting because they're like, okay, well, this is going to be CG, so make sure your boards aren't too crazy, wacky. You know, I was like, oh, okay. But at CDA, I was free to do whatever I wanted. And at the same time, I was learning, like, these industry secrets or whatever. And then, yeah, at the end of it, I was, like, happier going to class than I was going to work. So I was like, I I took that as a sign, like, oh, I shouldn't be doing generalist stuff i'll just you know i'll just focus on being a storyboard artist and that was you know that was it that was like the that that was like what like broke me out of that slump that kind of like i attribute to ringling you know Mm -hmm. so i think my art school situation was like going to ringling taught me a lot of things and uh but i had to teach myself a lot too you know yeah yeah uh yeah no, that's a great story. I like that you you went to you went to two schools. I feel like that's a story that we haven't had a lot on the podcast. Uh, and I think it, it's interesting to hear that uh, storyboarding, even though you want you knew you wanted to go into animation, it took you a while to realize that storyboarding was the particular craft that you were actually interested in. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, well, let's hear it from Nick. um so i let's see i in high school uh like finishing up high school i did not like put in any effort or anything like i was a bad student and (laughs) i just wanted to be done i i just i really just wanted to draw i like i'm so bad at everything else just generally uh, that drawing was like my, it's just was my favorite thing. And so when I finished high school, I was like, well, I'm just going to go to community college and, uh, then maybe I'll go to this school VCU. Cause I'm from Virginia. This is all happening mm-hmm. in Virginia and VCU is like the, like really like, you know, most noteworthy, like art school in Virginia, one of them. And so everyone told me to go there and then, but like for what I wanted to do, which was like animation, um, they didn't the they didn't have a great animation program, and it just wasn't well suited for me. So um, I, when I was in community college, I found out that uh, uh, this school called Longwood University, it's where my sister went. They had a graphic design and this new animation program, and they were going to have this guy Tuck Tucker who used to work in animation was going to be teaching there so i was like oh man because he worked on like the simpsons and spongebob and a billion other things i was like whoa like this would be like the perfect person to uh get you know learn from and 
so you know like i barely like barely got through community college like i was you know like i barely slid through but i did and then i went to longwood and i learned from tuck for three years and then he i like i learned so much about, and i i knew i wanted to do storyboards so um getting to finally like after years of like taking like shitty college classes that were boring and you know, I mean, I don't condone like failing your classes and stuff, but like, it was just nice to finally, um, you know, ha- take some classes where I like was really learning some like like the skills that I that I wanted to build up. So, uh, yeah, I, I learned a lot about storyboarding. I made a, a short film. Uh, it does not have a million views. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, well, it just goes to show. <laughs> wow! Wow! Um, well, anyways, yeah, so I made a short film, and then uh, Tuck hooked me up with some people from SpongeBob, and I got some freelance, like, plussing work, and uh, I was really happy. I was doing that my, like, right before I graduated college, I did some SpongeBob work, and then um, then the Cuphead show got announced, and... Oh, just um, just uh, a second. I wanted yeah. to ask, how did you how did you get your um, SpongeBob work? Was it someone? Did somebody reach out? Was was that uh, basically you... Tuck? Yeah, knew all those people because he worked with them. And oh, great! Yeah, yeah connection. Network. Exactly. That's yeah. great. So he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He called them and told them that he had a student that you know, like, was ready to work, and. Uh, and they, I did it like a really little, a small test. It wasn't even a test. It was like a page full of SpongeBob drawings, basically. They just wanted oh, to nice. make sure that I yeah. knew how to draw, draw the characters. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I did that. And then they, yeah, they gave me some plussing work. It was, it was pretty minimal, but it was, it felt good to be, you know, working, like actually doing yeah. professional work and getting paid for it and everything. It was great. It was like the first time at, throughout college that I had like, money <laughs> so that was nice um, yeah 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 yeah. And i remember that that first time the first paycheck yes i was like holy I was like, shit mm-hmm. it was like holy shit uh four digits so yeah that was pretty incredible and then um and yeah so then uh adam Polian, who worked on spongebob was leaving right when i started working on spongebob and he was he told me he was going to netflix to work on some project and he might want me to work on it with him and then the cuphead show got announced online i was like oh this has to be what adam was talking about and then i emailed him and i was like hey and yeah so he posted it online and i was like okay so yeah he is working on cuphead so i emailed him about it and uh he gave me a test, uh, like a storyboard test, and I had a week to do it. And the test was like, you, it, we, you had to, uh, Fernando, did you, you didn't do the test, right? You tested for a different show. Oh, I have and a then, different story. About yeah, that, so, yeah, yeah. Well, so anyways, I did the test. The, the test was like, uh, this should take you like eight hours, which was complete bullshit. It was like, t- it was too like minute-long segments basically and i yes it was so much but i wanted the job so bad and so i worked on it for like a week straight with like no breaks and oh wow uh yeah so and then yeah they offered me 
they called me and offered me a revisionist position and they were like, yeah, we want you to, um, but we want you to like be in house. Like, and they paid me to move out to California and, uh, I was so supposed to say that. I mean, I mean, I moved, uh, voluntarily. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's actually really great that you mentioned that because, uh, I, I think a lot of when we get a job offer, a lot of, uh, students or new workers forget that they can ask the company for um, small things like covering the cost of moving. Uh, I know Etienne, who was a guest on the show before, I think he managed to uh, get that in his deal, that like uh, the company who hired him to come over helped him with uh, the moving costs. So definitely something to keep in mind if yes. you're, you're moving for a job. Yeah. Yeah, they should uh, definitely help you out with that. Um, but yeah, I was so excited. And uh, it was like, finally, what I had worked so hard for was like, finally, you know, happening. And it was just a really exciting time. And I moved out here. And then I started working on Cuphead. And I met Fernando and many other like, great friends. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how it began. I have a. I, can I tell my story about how I started working on Cuphead? You may. Okay. <laughs> so after taking Ben's wonderful class and meeting so many people, uh, I I took that I I you know I did the final assignment and I, I looked at it and I was like, wow, I've, you know, I've never done anything quite as good as this. Like, I think this is a sign. You know, like the way that like I was doing in class, I thought I thought you know I'm able to churn out these like pretty difficult assignments uh i mean difficult i think for like someone who you know it's just a lot of drawing you know so i was like i saw that as a sign like i love storyboarding and i don't mind the workload so i think this is like right for me and i took it as a sign that i should just quit my job and focus on being a storyboard artist i did i I quit my job uh you know uh as a generalist and I, you know, for a couple months, I kind of focused on doing storyboards. I did a test, a design test for solar opposites. That was like kind of my first, uh, animation, you know, test. And, uh, I, I didn't, obviously I didn't get picked. I didn't, you know, work on it. So I was like, Oh, okay. Um, but then afterwards, uh, on Instagram, I got a message from a recruiter saying, hey, we're, we have this new show, and I think you'd be a great fit for it. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, sure, that sounds good. And uh, I got a test for a little show called Inside Job. Oh, uh, interesting. So you were testing for uh, adult shows mostly. Yeah, I was, I guess. I, 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 I don't know why, like, because, like, most of my Instagram was, like, kind of, like, stuff like this. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I guess I caught the eye of a Netflix recruiter. This was, like, back when the company was approving stuff and getting stuff off the ground and stuff. And I was, like, <laughs> pretty surprised. Uh, I was like, oh, uh, yeah, no, definitely. I poured my heart and soul into it. Uh, it wasn't too bad because it was a paid test, which um, was nice. fantastic. Um, I poured my heart and soul into it, and I, you know, I waited a couple of days, and I got a call 
from that same recruiter saying, hey, I have good news and bad news. And I was like, oh, okay. Bad news is, like, inside job rejected your test. They didn't like it. And I was like, oh, no. Uh, and, you know, it was pretty much just like, yeah, you, I, I guess I don't want to, you know, say what it was. But um, my point is, like, they were like, yeah, they didn't like it. They didn't think you were hitting the style right. I was like, oh, okay, that's okay. Uh, and then she was like, well, but the good news is that uh, the Cuphead show people saw it. And when I heard Cuphead, my, you know, the hairs on my arms sprouted <laughs> up. I was like, oh, whoa. Uh, and I was like, so like dumbfounded. Uh, they were like, you know, the Cuphead people saw the test and they want to bring you in for an interview. And I was like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'll take it. You know, I, t- I took the interview. Uh, I, you know, I met with the show's creators. They liked me, I guess. And I started working as a storyboard artist. Um, and that's when I got to meet Megan and Carl, who were like, kind of like, really, uh, like my heroes when I was at Ringling. So I was like, oh my god, I'm meeting my heroes, you know? <laughs> so it was like, I was like, really like starstruck, even though they were like, oh, you know, like, it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, they were really nice when I met them. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I started working with them on Cuphead. It was a, you know, it was a huge learning experience. I learned so much. Mm. And then one day, while Adam was giving me some notes on uh, the episode, I believe was Sweater Off Dead, uh, this fucking idiot started walking over here, lumbering in, drool (laughs) spilling out of his mouth, and being like, I'm Nick. And I rolled my eyes. Adam was like, ugh, this guy, give me a second. <laughs> this is not true. The rest was history. <laughs> and, you know, Nick moved across from me. It was really weird. Yeah, it was actually, it's actually true. We, uh, we lived, like, literally across the street from each other. It was by accident, but. Um... Yeah, I've been living there for, like, you know, two years at that point, And Nick moved in, you know. Yeah. Just so happened to move across the street, you know. Funny I was, coincidence. I think he was, like, actually, like, homeless the first <laughs> week, and then he, like, found out where I lived, and he, like, did that on purpose, so. Well, there were many nights where Fernando, like, I, I was, like, sleeping peacefully, and then I would just hear, like, a tap, tap, tap on my window, and Fernando was there holding his blankie, and he was like, I can't sleep, I can't sleep. You know, so. Nice lie. Nice lie. I like that. Next page, V. Next page. I like that this is. I like that this is the origin story of this friendship. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just like a buddy comedy where you hate each other at first and then you fall in love. Yeah. That's. We didn't hate each other at all. No, we didn't. True. Well, we got along. We we actually did click pretty quickly, and it was nice to have a good friend out here when I just moved. That it was cool. Of course, yeah. Our first uh, bonding outside of work was like Lightbox. The convention. oh yeah, I was like, I was like, hey, you should come to Lightbox, and he was like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but well, I did. did so I did. We hung out. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Yeah, it was, it was. And we worked on a, a Cuphead episode together because our, uh, yeah. 
head of story at Diki was super cool and like he always would let uh board artists kind of pitch ideas for episodes and so we worked yeah. on we kind of like came up with like an episode outline together that was cool um yeah. rats all folks by yeah the way. yeah <laughs> we thought werner deserved an episode um so yeah we tried our best to come up with one and uh you know it turned out pretty good i think yeah thanks to uh clay and carl and zoe for yeah boarding it so well yeah so did you guys write the story are you credited as writers uh we're yeah. credited as additional writing but uh <laughs> you know i would <laughs> say writer is a little more accurate no i'm kidding yeah, yeah we, we got credited we got credited no that's great though it's yeah. like it's it, it's a really good credit to have uh totally yeah that's what they're looking for if you want to pitch a show <laughs> yeah um, no it was good yeah. it was like nice to i never really well i had kind of come up with my own stuff but it was good to do it professionally and like get feedback and kind of learn the ropes and everything it was it was good it was a good experience yeah it's good okay nice next question and, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry i was like reading the prompts on like no you're good i was gonna do um i I, I love that. I love that. So this is how you guys met. And this was a cuphead. And do you, so that was actually, wait, when did cup, uh, when did it end like uh, storyboards so, on cuphead? So, did you guys do anything afterwards? So I, I, th- I mean, oh. Nick and sorry, sorry. I keep cutting you off. <laughs> Nick and I are on bunny, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, There's stuff in just, between. Yeah. Like, Let's let's talk about that real fast. Yeah. What did you okay. do, Fernando, after Cuphead? So after Cuphead, uh, Mike Chillian, fantastic cartoon guy, uh, was you know uh, brought me on for Tig and Seek season four. Um, and that was boards? awesome. Yeah, boards. Yeah. 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 And nice. uh, yeah, that was cool. And then, uh, I mean, I loved working on Tig and Seek, you know, I, you know, uh, when my episodes came out, I, I really wanted to go back and work on that. I think that happens with like everything that I work on. I always want to go back, you know, um, to working on it. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, I got to work on a show called Middlemost Posts, uh, for Nickelodeon. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. Were you yeah, were a board artist on it? I was, I was. Uh, yeah, I, I, that was a you know, under the very, very kind recommendation of uh, our friend Megan, who is my board partner. So it kind of worked out, you know. Uh, like uh, you know. Yeah. That uh, sorry, I'm like getting distracted. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, good. No, it was, it was great. Like I loved working with Megan and I'm so glad I got to work with her again. I, I, I kind of didn't get to be her board. I didn't get to be part of her team, but it was great to work with her again. You know, uh, sorry, I'm getting distracted. What is that? My cat is getting, my cat is clawing the uh, Cintiq right now. He's really, he wants attention. <laughs> I'm talking about like. <laughs> What V is trying? What I know it's trying to draw. It's Cuphead. I'm human. trying to draw the horrible, the Cuphead voice with a horrible human head. It's I. It's not in my wheelhouse, it's but perfect. I'm trying to make it horrible. Yeah. 
Um, I should also... I, oh, sorry. Oh, no. I was going to ask you about... Um, when when did you... So you... When did you decide to pitch for the Cartoon Cartoons program, Fernando? Because, uh, well, I guess since you worked on Tig and Seek, yes. is that kind of how you were connected to the program? Uh, uh, I want to say no. I don't really know. Uh, here's the thing. So, so when I was on Tig and Seek, that's when the program was announced. And, um, uh, I was like, oh, cool, uh, shorts program, damn, maybe you should start thinking about stuff to pitch. Uh, and at the same time, a recruiter, or not a recruiter, sorry, an executive, a development executive was like, hey, um, we'd like to hear about what kind of ideas you have uh, for the, you know, for development. And I was like, oh, is this for the shorts program? And she was like, no, 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 it's not, it's not. I was like, oh, okay. Um and I kind of pitched this idea. I pitched a couple of ideas, and uh, I think they were. I think the they were all kind of like not right, or they weren't working in, in some way. So I did pitch like Buttons Game Zone originally, and uh, she was like, "Well, this is too adult for mm. kids, and it's too kids for adults." And I was like, "Oh, I could see that problem, you know, pretty Interesting. easily." Yeah, so I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, well, thank you for, you know, letting me pitch these to you. And we had a great chat. Uh, and uh, that was, you know, I, I was, I, I kind of was like, okay, I guess, you know, I'll adjust this uh, idea uh, to be more for kids. Because I think I'd rather work on something, you know, for older kids than I would for, like, adults or something. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm pretty open to either. I I have ideas for both, but I guess I was like initially I was like, well, this is what I like to watch, so I think I you know want to see more yeah. like stuff like that, you know. And it's what I've worked on for the past few years. Um, then I left Tig and Seek. I was like, okay, well the show's over now. I'm on Middlemost Post. I got a email when I left Tig and Seek. I got an email from Pete Browngart. And he was like, hey, I'm a big fan of your stuff. And uh, there's a shorts program. I don't know if you've heard of it. I think we'd be really interested in seeing what you have, uh, you know, got to say or have to show. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, wow, Pete Browngard thinks that. I, I was, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Uncle Grandpa and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the Looney Tunes cartoons and all that stuff. Like what he was doing with the Looney Tunes I thought was awesome. So I was like, oh, damn, I, I really, you know. I want to, you know, I, I want to, I'm, I'm going to try, I'm going to give it a shot knowing that Pete thought I should do it. Um, so I did, uh, I, I did something, I, I, I did a PDF. I made a PDF with the, you know, a three page PDF describing characters and the plot and the, what the show is. Um, I dial, I made it more for kids. I made it more of a six to 11 situation instead of what it was before, which was more like, you know, it was more for teenagers, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I sent it in. They liked it, uh, but they thought the plot was a, a little too busy for a seven minute, which is totally mm-hmm. fair because I've never really written anything for seven minutes, you know. Um, so I fixed it up. I changed it up and they liked it. And 
now I'm making it. So I'm incredibly Yay. lucky to have that in my, you know, yeah, that is so go. cool. Yeah, that is so cool. I yeah. love that. Also, I love that in the story, you talk about how, you know, pitching the first time doesn't work always like you have to kind of go uh yeah. and it's okay to have an idea that isn't ready on the first pitch and you can keep pitching yeah. uh that idea as long as you do the notes right it's like you don't like if you keep pitching it exactly the same it's probably not gonna go anywhere but if you're yeah. like willing to address some notes and make it fit within the company's um what would you say what would be the word like brand i guess yeah uh, yeah i should say that when this is something I always recommend to people is like when something of yours is rejected or something doesn't work out or whatever. Um, I, when, when I sent in buttons, you know, to get reviewed, it took them about like, you know, seven weeks to get back to me. Um, by the fourth week I was like, okay, that's it. They didn't like it. So, and they, they're not going to respond back. So I'm just going to like, um, I'm just going to make my, I'm going to make another idea. Cause like, uh, they were like, Hey, I was, I asked, Hey, can you do more than one idea? And they were like, yeah, of course. And I was like, okay, that, that's it. I, uh, buttons isn't going to work. So mm -hmm. I'm going to make another idea. So I, uh, when buttons was like getting reviewed, I, I worked on two extra pitches to pitch, you know, uh, to cartoon network. Uh, and, uh, one of, you know, two different ones, two different kinds of stories and, uh, you know, not the same characters at all or anything, you know? Uh, and, uh, yeah, by the time I was done with one of them, I got like the, Hey, uh, we like buttons games on. I was like, Oh, cool. I, I can throw <laughs> this one in my locker or something like trash it up. Um, so yeah, so I, my suggestion to people who want to pitch a short is to not, uh, don't like, you know, if, if your first idea doesn't stick, you know, um, you know, don't be afraid to make something new. Like don't get stuck on one idea. Cause then it's, you know, it's gonna, it's, it's, you don't want to be the guy with one idea. You don't want to be the guy who's too precious, like, you know, too, yeah. too precious, like has a pr an idea that's so precious to him that they, you know, they're too afraid to pitch it and, like, fail. Does that make sense? I don't yeah. want, you know... I, mm -hmm. I've met people who have an idea that is good, but it's not, like, fantastic, and they're like, oh, I, I don't want to pitch it it's so personal to me, and it's like, okay, well, if it's so personal to you, you shouldn't pitch it. You should pitch something that you can be okay with changing because that's what, you know, that's what development is. Characters yeah. change and designs change and stories change. My uh, my original idea for Bun's Game Zone was more adults, and I changed it because I thought, well, I want to tell these stories, but I can probably adjust it to fit, you know, a different audience, I guess, you know? Yeah. And technically, the shorts program does allow for adult ideas, but by the time I knew about that, I it was already a kid's idea, so I was like, okay, this is good. You know, it's fine. And adults is also kind of like... Well, I guess for Coach Network, adult would be Adult Swim. Uh, so there's kind of like, like it would be kind of like looking at that catalog and kind of like ima imagining what you can have fit within the Adult Swim yeah. brand. Um, but adult is like, can be so specific. I feel like 
from my experience is more like writer heavy uh in terms of like it's more like written jokes rather than visual jokes yeah uh, so that can be like a different set of skills yeah. in a sense yeah yeah uh yeah. yeah and you know uh i think I, I i have ideas that are adults i think i wanted buttons to be kind of like it's for kids but it breaks the boundaries of what is for kids and what isn't does that mm -hmm. make sense like it's yeah. kind of like it's got goofy characters but it's very it's very it's a lot of like danger involved and a lot of like Crazy just like Pinocchio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I think it's I fun to like push. Like, I like working on like kids' stuff because like it's fun to see how far you can push it while still making it for kids, you know? And like it's yeah. fun to like maybe make it kind of scary or like, you know, have weird jokes and stuff that are that, you know, adults obviously find funny, but like. I don't know. It's fun making something weird under the guise of like it being a kid show, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think there's something that in what you're saying, Nick, that is kind of like, there's some stuff that would be dismissed as like too silly or too goofy if it were in an adult show, but mm -hmm. in a kid's show it works. And yet, even though it's goofy, goofy and silly, you can kind of touch on subjects that are, difficult to talk about mm -hmm. um, yeah under that yeah i think that's something that's like really interesting um and you know i think what they do want at the shorts program is stuff that pushes the boundaries of what is for kids what isn't for kids what's more for adults you know like it, 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 it they're welcome they want ideas that are crazy and weird and unique and you know i think that's what they respond to the most you know mm -hmm. um yeah yeah. that's great i Sorry. love that uh no 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 like this this was all great i think I, i'm really happy that we got to talk a little bit about like your point of view on that and kind of what it means uh to pitch and because those are all like really great insights um yeah we do have a lot of questions from people on patreon and on twitter nice uh, if you're a patron of the show you get to ask questions on the discord um that is that will be highlighted in the show uh, so let's get started uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see from pretty pants our patron pretty pants uh what influenced your comedy sensibilities for boarding? I guess we kind of like went through that. There's like SpongeBob and, but if there's anything else and Pinocchio, <laughs> what can, what kind of stuff hive or weird and obscure shaped your humor growing up? Mm. That's a good question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As far as comedy sensibility goes, like, um, I just like things that are quick and snappy, uh, you know, like, or maybe like, altering the timing a little bit just to make it feel a little off. I feel like a lot of like jokes, maybe a joke isn't that funny, but then like the editor gets to it and they like somehow like make it into like a, a whole, like, they give it its whole moment and stuff. Um, I mean, I agree with that. Cause when I was, when I was directing on wings of fire, there was a moment where I was working with the editor on a joke. It's really funny because there's sometimes you see a joke in boards and you have multiple eyes looking at the same joke. 
and not everybody sees it and um so and because sometimes it's a question of timing and it's 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 uh all about how do you imagine it play out and how do you make it funny by just um timing the frames mm -hmm. because if you add one second like just that one beat uh before the punchline it will actually make the the joke land but if there's not enough time well you don't it all falls apart like, like yeah exactly yeah. yeah 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 i agree and there's i don't know i remember when on the first job that i ever worked on there was a moment <laughs> that i did that on purpose because we were doing the animatics we were like boarding and doing the animatics and stuff and on purpose i remember timing it so that i wanted the person who watched it to get to that moment when they're like this is taking a little too long and right at the moment they have this thought you have like the joke oh yeah because <laughs> totally yeah. totally you know what i mean yeah. so they're like they're sitting in front of the animatic and just a moment they get bored and they're like what the fuck then you land the joke and then they're like ah so you have that you can release that tension it's really yeah absolutely it's really fun um yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's something i learned a lot about uh because when i i I tested to be a board artist on Cuphead, but I got the revisionist position, which I was like totally fine with. And like uh, in hindsight, I'm super happy that I ha was able to have that like six month period before I was promoted to board artist because I learned so much about the animation pipeline and editing. I went to a bunch of editorial meetings. Um, so like, yeah, the revisionist, I don't really, maybe I'll do revisions again at some point, but like, just having that be my introduction to all of this was like great. And if anybody out there is like, you know, doesn't know where to start or something, or if they like, I, if they, maybe they think they need more practice or whatever, being a revisionist, like, man, it like, I leveled up so much, I think as a revisionist, um, yeah, just like taking it all in, you know, being in the room with people when there's some, they're cutting something together and, yeah, it was a great experience. That's really cool that you were so you were in the edit room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I, really cool. I didn't even it's know not that always that's the case. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that was even going to be part of it. But I'm really happy I got to go to those meetings, and it was also just fun, you know, like laughing and watching cartoons together, basically. Um, I yeah, always it was wanted great. to be in those. I was like, I was always like, Adam, please, can you just bring me <laughs> up for this one? And he was like, I don't know, I don't know. And then he did once, and I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really great. That's something that we haven't really talked about a lot on the show either, I think. But it's like uh, being proactive and obviously finding the right balance of not being annoying, but like asking to shadow. Like, it's a term that I learned recently. Uh, it's like shadowing like an editor or shadowing a director so that they will include you in meetings or yeah. in... Um, yeah like moments that you're not always a part of but like shadowing will basically mean that you'll be in the meeting and you vow not to talk but at least you know <laughs> you can learn and you can see how they're doing the meeting yeah um yeah it's yeah. great i also got promoted because i asked i just was like i really wanted to be a board artist i was kind of getting like tired of uh revisions a little bit like i wanted more creative freedom and uh, so, yeah, I just was like, 
I also really wanted, like, before the show ended, I really wanted to at least board, like, an episode of Cuphead. So I just asked, I went into the office and I was like, hey, I heard you're, like, looking for a new board team. And, like, I'm just wanting you to know I'm interested. And it ended up working. So if anyone, that's that's some advice. You should totally, you should let your boss know that you want to, like, <laughs> yeah, be promoted. It's, it's okay to, let to 100%. ask that. 100%. Let them know yeah. of your prospects. Even if yeah. you don't want to, like, you know, I've, I've heard of production people who don't want to just be in production, like, not, you know, like, not go into storyboards exactly, but I've heard of production people being like, oh, I, w- I want to be an editor, or, like, you know, I've heard of, like, you know, editors yeah. being like, yeah, I kind of want to, like, you know, do something else, too, you know. It, it's, you know, always ask. Yeah, And let them know what you want to do, you know. Uh, totally. I, I think I have an answer to, like, the comedy thing you know uh, yeah do it i think this kind of does have to do with like what nick said about the timing but i think uh i was really into Negrands when i was a teenager and that like affected a lot of my humor uh good or good and bad you know uh it meant i thought that being really loud was really funny like you know <laughs> uh blasting you know, music really loud. I always thought was really funny. Just to annoy people, wasting people's time. Uh, <laughs> and I, you know, so I take some of that, like kind of like really just like aggressive humor almost, and mix it in with like really old timey stuff. Like you know, like uh, me and Nick will do this all the time. Where if like if we we'll, if we're confused, we'll like scratch our heads with a single finger. We'll be like. Well, like, yeah, if we'll go to a restaurant and, like, we'll look at the check and we'll go, mm-hmm, yeah. we look at the check, it's so stupid. Uh, that kind of stuff. And I also thought, when I, uh, embarrassing moments in my childhood, like, moments where you go back in time and, like, laugh, you know, in hindsight is really a good, a good way to get really, like, nonsensical like kind of like you kind of laugh at yourself i think a lot of the jokes are like a lot of the best jokes are when a character you know is kind of like embarrassed or something or like you know like they they do something embarrassing and and you know the way they react that's that's very humor charged charged in humor you know it's like um, awkward right, yeah. awkward human moments are super anything yes, really yes. that like comes back to like a relatable human moment i think yeah but you can make that silly and ridiculous too you know yeah and, and when people are being genuine but they they're actually like if something's embarrassing to you but it's genuine to someone else that can also be very you know it it, it, it kind of like it's it kind of like it kind of something that might not be funny to someone else can be funnier to you does that make sense Yes. Yeah. But at the end, of, at the end of the day, you know, humor is just about making yourself laugh. You know, and if yeah. it's something that's funny to you, it'll, you know, it'll be funny to the audience. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think I yeah I think it's great. I think it's like diving in that deep personal anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. you could have a ridiculous like the most ridiculous character in the most ridiculous world, but like they can still be relatable, you know. 
like they still have motivations and like people will sit i remember when uncle grandpa came up here like oh it's just nonsense but it's a bunch of nonsense and it kind of is but it's also they it does have characters that like make decisions and so even like if something as crazy as uncle grandpa has like you know is the character is like still the center of it all and the human kind of choices and everything so i feel like if you have that it, like to anchor your uh story and characters then like it's gonna feel satisfying no matter even if it's like a fucking yeah. even if it's uncle grandpa you know i remember yeah i remember watching uncle grandpa and thinking like i don't think i'm that funny enough <laughs> like, the show is so crazy i was like can i ever be this funny it was like that show Whoa. is so good it's, it's yeah. all the characters are funny in a different way like pizza yeah. steve is really like you know he's like really insecure yeah you know yeah, yeah. i just really like this like the visual humor of like uncle grandpa coming out of like anything uh -huh. i was just like uh, <laughs> yeah. that's my favorite stick he's like coming out of his fanny pack yeah, yeah. And coming out of the fanny pack again i don't know it's good like, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah all right so um, someone asked for buns as a vtuber but oh. i feel like wouldn't that just be a drawing of buttons looking face forward and like yes. moving around and bouncing around isn't that what that is like they're always like it's like a rig or something yeah. so I, I guess yes. it'll just be like wow cool all right, you have to draw question. you have to draw <laughs> some uh some like the chat you have to draw the chat on the screen they're all like t telling them that telling him that they hate him like yeah. the chat's yeah. really <laughs> Yeah, we can, um, we can answer that Talking about question. buttons, we have um, at L Draws, how does one even begin writing a script for a new short? As I find it to be slightly daunting. I saw this on Twitter and I thought about it. Um, I think, so I think what it is, I think it depends on how you like to write. So, uh, you know, if, if, I, I'm personally someone who drawing, I can draw funny really naturally, but thinking funny is like, takes some time, you know, like, um, yeah. Uh, 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 I think when I came up with buttons, the script for buttons, what I really did was I, I, I drew a character. I, I mean, like, okay, it started with buttons, right. Which I just, I kind of just drew a, a rat, you know, just a, dumb rat and I was like oh this is like a funny character and I kind of like you know took that idea and I was uh, I was obsessed with him you know as as you all know on the internet people who have been following me for a while he's like a character I've had for a, a long time already I I kind of was like kind of came up with a personality for him and then I thought well uh what would a show about him be about? And I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I kind of thought about it that way. I kind of built from a, a character, a single character. And, um, you know, I, uh, I, I kind of like built a world around him. Like, okay, well, does he, what, he owns an arcade. Okay. And, uh, you know, and then, uh, I, I thought, okay, well, what a short, I thought about like, okay, well, it would be a pilot for him, you know, a pilot for a show. And I kind of thought of a character who's kind of like an antithesis of him, you know, and that's kind of the, you know, the other main character is. And I kind of like was like, okay, well, what kind of crazy stuff would they get into, you know? 
So I kind of like built it around these two characters and their relationship. I kind of figured that out first. And, uh, you know, uh, once that was figured out, I was like, okay, well, what would the story be about? You know, uh, what, what kind of story do I want to tell with these two characters? You know, um, mm. they are complete opposites, you know, so what would something that would be entertaining to watch them do be? Does that make sense? Like I, I kind of focused yeah. on who their characters were and I kind of focused on, okay, what if they have like a goal? They both have a goal. What is their relationship? Um, I know that's like kind of confusing, but I just thought, I, I guess this is all just to say character first. Always think about who your characters are. Yeah. Um, what what your characters are about, what do they hate, what do they like, how do they feel about each other. And then once you do that, the story kind of like will come to you uh, rather easily. Um, yeah. You know, when I pitched my first idea, you know, I pitched, uh, I pitched a, a story, like uh, an initial story, and they were like, this is good, but the characters aren't like, you know, uh, aren't the cause and effect of what the story yeah. is. And I was like, oh, that's a really good point. So I kind of like made it more about their relationship. That's what you should be focusing on is like, you know, the characters, you know. Um, people often will be like kind of focused on the lore of stuff yeah. and like the world. And that works for certain things. Like, for example, Star Wars or, or Lord of the Rings, where it's like the world is such a it's it, you create the world and then you create the characters right yep but mm -hmm. uh i feel like that is really really difficult if you want to write a short it's kind of like a difficult way of writing things because you know cartoons yeah. are all about the characters it's really just the way stories are written you know I agree. So. I feel like especially for something that is uh, so short, for something that yeah. is like five or seven minutes, because um, I relate to what you're saying about world building and stuff, because that's what, you know, as people who are like into cartoons and comics or whatever, we love that kind of stuff yeah, and no. that lore. But that lore is something that you get more in like big fantasy shows or like big sci-fi shows. Yeah. And you don't really have the time to explain all of that in five to seven minutes. And I feel like it's the writing style is more similar to sketch writing or improv where it's like, let's just start with the world everybody knows. So we don't have to explain it to the audience. Right. <laughs> everybody right. knows what an arcade is. Yeah. Everybody knows what a school or like a fast food restaurant is. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, well, if you think about like something like, okay, so Avatar is like this really popular thing, right? And it's got a crazy world and they explain what the world is in the first five, uh, like the theme song or whatever, like the beginning, right? But like mm -hmm. that story wouldn't matter if Aang and Korra, uh, sorry, Korra, Aang, Katara, and Sokka weren't such a great trio, you know? Like, yeah. if they weren't, like, great with each other, if they didn't play off their strengths and weaknesses, there would be no story, there would be no world. Like, the world would be there, but it wouldn't matter because you didn't care about the characters. Anyways. It's yeah. true. Um, it's true. Yeah, so, I, I guess just to answer the question, just to circle back, is just... Uh, Focus on what kind of characters you uh, you want to work with. What kind of characters? What kind of 
you know, characters would you like to make, right? And uh, once you do that, the stories will just come flooding in because yeah. naturally, if your characters work well with each other, things, you know, things will come to you. Yeah, um, and the decisions they make, you know, it'll make sense. It'll, like, you won't even have to think about it too hard because you know the character so well and you know what they would do in certain situations and exactly yeah Yeah. it's something that i recently have been having to get through my brain because i was working on some a bunch of studios are doing like accepting pitches right now so i was working on something and uh it's it was a kind of a first for me i mean i've had a little i've learned about how storytelling works in this kind of animation and television animation and stuff and uh but yeah at the end of the day it really is all about the characters and unless you're making some crazy surreal thing which is cool too but like um yeah the characters always come first and then you can figure out the world and stuff later and it's it's tempting to want to dive in and figure out oh this is a look at this other character that uh this character is the uh, an evil wizard and uh three thousand years ago this character blah 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 you know it's it's easy to fall into that but you you can do that you can do that later that comes later (laughs) yeah 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 no so true i love that i think uh this other question from diana underscore wine we it's my friend uh, diana win hello <laughs> uh, you didn't know that sorry <laughs> sorry um what were some of your favorite moments storyboarding together so me and nick we never really were bored we haven't been a board team ever unfortunately yeah uh we just never seemed to you know Never got the chance to be that. Uh, but I think, you know, I guess we can just answer this as, like, what were our favorite moments on Cuphead together? Because we were kind of, like, all a big... The story team was, like, a big family, almost. You know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, do uh, Nick, do you have any good stories about um, working on Cuphead? I feel like it was just fun to just kind of be together and hang out and get to know each other and um i mean did anything crazy happen on the show i don't even know i just think it was like fun to hang out and and like we all had really like similar sensibilities and similar sense of humor and it's fun to just make each other laugh. I mean, we had our little little cheeser wall where we all drew yeah. pictures of the famous, cart, very well-known character, Little Cheeser. Yeah, and uh, little we cheeser. all did a bunch of little cheeser drawings. Fernando, you've got the board with all the drawings on it, and you're framed in your house, which is very cool. Yeah, um, framed the little cheeser wall. Yeah. Yeah, it's, cool. it's a nice little, uh, what's the word? Souvenir from Cuphead. Um, <laughs> But no, I mean, overall, it was just great working on the show. And like, uh, we, yeah, we never really got to board together. I think we w- would have done a good job if we did. Um, we've like worked on some so. other stuff together and yeah. kind of like have some ideas that we've come up with together. And uh, yeah, I don't know. You just find someone that has a similar sensibility to you and, and comedy sensibilities. And it's just fun making stuff. 
that's what that's what I got from Cuphead. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think the little cheeser wall was kind of like this. It was this communal thing where one person started it, and then, I mean, it was kind of like me and. I guess it was like me, Megan. I guess it was like the story team in general, and then yeah. like even like the directors got into it. They're like Clay or director Clay Morrow, he was like, "Hey, I added something," and it was like the most. He would like just draw like the most like create like beautiful little cheeser drawings, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, you know, it's so cool," you know. Yeah. Um, so it was this like bonding that we had. Uh, yeah, you know. that's really cute. it was great. I love. Wait a minute, oh. I'm starting to wait. Little cheeser and buttons look the same. Uh oh. Shit. Uh oh. I oh. I no. smell a lawsuit. Oh no. Right. <laughs> they don't look the same at all. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty different. But uh, you know, little uh, yeah, I think. We had a lot of great moments at, you know, on Cuphead. We we bonded a lot, and a lot of us, you know, we're all still friends to this day. It's just a testament to, you know, yeah, like good friends we became. You know, I know like, it was a great crew. Uh, you know, you know, like a great crew is like it means it can like really like make or break a job you know me and v are on a great crew right now honestly like i think we're kind of having some bumps in the road on our production but like the fact that the crew is cool and like we we we've also become pretty good friends over this on this production and it makes a huge difference honestly if i'm going to be totally honest it's it's like kind of like like in this moment of uncertainty it's like the one thing that kind of makes me still okay with like being on the show and everything like like just having a supportive crew um yeah yeah i agree i feel like just having because at the end of the day you know like i mean you never know what's gonna happen with the content you're making and you know like be it with uh stuff that you make for big studios or even stuff that you publish online like i i like i've been drawing uh comics for as long as like 10 years and a lot of them like people don't haven't never read or seen because you know the internet's so big and at the end of the day that is kind of what's happening now with the big companies so the job ends up being just like the place where you you go hang out with people and have fun yeah and if people around you are able to uh have that same energy where it's like you know let's just do like the best thing that we can do and just like be kind to each other and you know like leave the e- ego at the door yes, and it's just absolutely. like really fun yes, yeah. yeah yeah you know it's just nice yeah like being on a supportive crew when like you finish like a pitch meeting where everybody kind of like we we recently saw our third act and um it was just it's just motivating, you know, seeing everybody's work. Mm-hmm. Everybody's clapping for each other and telling each other they, they did a good job. That was, like, so important to, like, you know, that kind of positive feedback and, like, camaraderie. Like, it makes it way more fun. <laughs> and that that's something yeah. that was kind of lost Boy. when we were in the pandemic. And it was really hard, honestly, especially since we had to keep making Cuphead, like, from home and this great... Yeah. We, we still, like... <laughs> 
all communicated and like we would like have video calls and sometimes we would meet each other at the park and stuff but it's it's <laughs> yeah. like really like you miss that when it's gone you're it's like oh man it's like it's yeah, it not it's demotivating everything. yeah yeah but yeah. so it, it's very nice to be back in the studio and working with people now even though it's not perfect it's still um it still keeps me motivated and stuff i really that's one of my favorite things about this industry is like the um you know the team effort yeah i agree i feel like everyone's just like that's the cool thing about like even though on twitter right now if you're looking at animation twitter right now it's feels like it's the apocalypse that it mm-hmm. I, I don't know it's it's just the purge <laughs> <laughs> yeah but at the end of the day like the people are great i think that's why we stick around it's like the people are great absolutely yeah yeah and i just you know like even if this production doesn't work out or any production you know uh something else i think will always come along and it's not the end of the world and like like Fernando was talking about earlier, like uh, being precious with ideas and stuff is like, you kind of have to learn when to let something go. I mean, that's yeah. something I had to learn. Um, but it's good. You want to like, it's good to kind of build up this like resilience, you know, like where you can bounce back if something doesn't go right, because it is a really yeah. chaotic world. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Very agree. Very well said. <laughs> just to, just to, bookend the question i i think it's safe to say we've made lifelong friends on cuphead yeah you know that's like pretty major i would say it is and like you said like they were people that we looked up to and it's cool that we're their friends now (laughs) yeah (laughs) by the way anyone listening to this episode if you haven't checked out megan boyd's episode or carl hedrika's episode um they were i think they were episode like like in the twenties, like in episode twenty esque. So just go back in, yeah. Listen to Check these episodes because it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna give a quick shout out to at Chavistian One uh, because uh, they asked a question on Twitter. Um, Fernando, you already kind of answered the question. Uh, it was about the process of pitching to the shots program, but you know, I just want to say thanks for your question. Thanks. Yeah. And. Uh, Real fast, give us okay. This is I'm making this a one sentence uh, answer question. Uh, how are how do you guys deal with creative block if you experience it? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I feel like creative block it can also be referred to as like burnout. It, they kind of go hand in hand, you know. Like um, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I think we've all dealt with it like many times, but like. Uh, I usually kind of, I just need to like walk away, take a break and like, it's okay if you're not drawing every day, you know, for like, if, or you, sometimes walking away and taking a deep breath and then coming back later is like all you need to do. That's how I, I kind of feel that way. Um, when I was, let's see, after Cuphead, I worked on Mickey with Carl and it was so amazing. It was like, I, I loved Mickey so much, the Mickey shorts in college. And so I was really happy to work on that show and it was amazing. And then it came to an end and I worked on a different show that wasn't it really like my exact, you know, sensibilities. Uh, and it had kind of a hectic schedule. 
And we, this was also like under the pressure of the pandemic. So mm-hmm. it was extra painful. <laughs> and um, I was so burnt out and uh, I had to just quit the job because it was like just so, it was just making me so miserable. And, um, you know, sometimes you like, I mean, and I knew that like, I would be fine. I would find another job, but, um, yeah, just kind of walking away, you know, taking a break, like going outside, touching grass as some people call it these days. Um, and then I don't know, just like going on a trip or something, you know, like going out of town, like just completely separating from, I mean, you kind of just did that, Fernando, you took a trip and in, in a time when you were a little bit stressed out and I'm sure you feel better now a little bit at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I have a different way of okay. tackling creative block. I think what I like to do is, uh, when I feel like I'm, I have creative block, what I like to do is I like to change mediums um yes usually when i'm drawing on storyboard pro like it could be as simple as changing like your the drawing program and stuff usually when i'm drawing on storyboard pro i'm drawing very specific like in a very specific way usually the job entails drawing in the show's style right so i can't draw what i uh do like what i usually do in my personal life right or when my personal art um, stuff I do on Instagram. Uh, so, like, when I'm feeling, blo- like, I'm feeling, like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, like, fucking stuttering all this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I feel like I have creative block, I usually, when I'm, like, on Storyboard Pro and I'm, like, I can't think of any funny jokes to add to the storyboard, I think I usually just grab my iPad and I draw on Procreate and I draw, like, some unrelated nonsense and that usually helps me out of a funk um you know that kind of stuff usually like helps me uh i think taking a walk usually is helpful for the end of the day but like i think i'm the kind of person who obsessively draws every day and Mm -hmm. i uh I, I, I like to draw, even if it's like a dumb little doodle like a sketch that i'm i'm intending on cleaning up later I think something about the iPad really like just like unlocks something in my brain. Maybe it's because it's so handheld and it's kind of like a little sketchbook or something. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I'll pop up like procreate and I'll draw some crazy nonsense and I'll, uh, I'll draw something and I'll erase it and I'll draw something else until I get something that I'm kind of happy with. And then I'll just save it. And I'll, and when I'm ready, when I, I feel like I'm, uh, I, I can't like, you know, I can't like think of anything new right now. I'll take that old sketch and I'll just like do the liner and I'll feel like, you know, while I'm doing the liner, I'll, I'll, it kind of gets the creative juices flowing. Yeah. So my, my, my recommendation is just switch your medium if you can to something else. If you're drawing digitally, maybe draw on paper instead. Um, and uh, yeah, don't be too precious about your drawing. Just kind of like draw a bunch yeah. of crazy crap if you want be spontaneous um, maybe you know like with yeah, a yeah. devil may care attitude you know just get get it out yeah yeah exactly yeah and uh i usually just watch cartoons when i'm creative like you know i have creative block i, I just kind of like 
sit down and I watch that stuff and you know, stuff on the internet. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So get inspired, you know, totally. look at inspiration, stuff that you love, you know, I bet there's like, you know, if you're, you have creative block, there's like a, probably some movie out there that really just turns you into an artist and you mm-hmm. haven't seen it in like years and years and years. And, you know, uh, the second you pop it on, you'll be like, Oh my God, this is like why I want to do this. You know, I did that with like that, you know, Alice in Wonderland recently, like the Disney film. And I, I there's so much crazy cool stuff in that. Yeah. Um, anyways, sorry. No, that's, no, good. So true. that's a great no. answer. Yeah, I agree. I feel like when I, when I used to use Tumblr a lot, I, I should kind of get like create a Tumblr for inspiration, but I, um, it was before all social media got really big. Um, I kind of was following a couple of websites like Fubi, Fubiz, oh, sure. was remember, or like Boom, but Boom with like five O's. <laughs> and those were great because, you know, you have lots of different art, like photography, architecture, um, sculptures, like just random, like different visual artists. And it's like so inspiring to have like a little folder or like Pinterest or like Tumblr where you like just kind of keep all these images like handy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I have a lot of stuff bookmarked in my on my Twitter where I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling to inspire it i'll just like pop it on you know mm-hmm. uh like uh there's like that one twitter where it's like what is it eastern oh yeah european cartoons out of context mm-hmm. that That's like great. really just changed my outlook in on cartooning like really harshly and, and it was kind of like awesome you know so yeah challenge your tastes as well you know yeah. um well those that that's great um i think that's the end of this creative block. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I have more Come to on. say. Come on, we didn't even do any jokes. <laughs> yeah. We just like talked genuinely about what makes us tick and stuff. We didn't get to do any jokes. What? Uh, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. What is that? <laughs> Nick, what are you drawing? What do you mean? Elder Kettle? Uh, <laughs> boys! Boys! It was, I know, it goes by so fast. Like, this was a, uh, yeah, you wanted to be you you wanted to crack a bunch of jokes, but I I caught you in your vulnerable. I know. <laughs> you flipped the script on us, V. That's what happens when uh, <laughs> you you you're the hosts. You're the host. That's of true. You guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm the one bookending the show. Um, well, that's the end of this creative block. Thanks, Fernando and Nick, for being our guests and sharing your story. And thanks to your listeners. Follow us on Twitter. It's at Creative Block, Creative Without the Vowels, where we ask for drawing prompts and questions to ask our guests. Huge thanks to our editor, Clements, for editing the podcast, and Malik for helping us produce the show. If you love our show, then support us on Patreon. Becoming a patron gets you early access to interviews as well as bonus episodes. And we will tell you a little early who we are interviewing so you can... Be sure to never miss your chance to ask a question or ask for a prompt. Uh, Click the link in the description of this episode. I was your host, V, because it wasn't actually Fernando and (laughs) hosting the show. Psych! Oh, man! (laughs) Keep being creative, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye Bye-bye!